I'd rather have depression and I'd rather have anxiety. You don't see what's going on inside of their head. It doesn't mean that they're not struggling. Than to ever let depression and anxiety have to extreme stress like that. Some people have the response to freeze, and apparently that's your body's way of reacting. <laughs> oh my goodness! I gotta see that. Wait. I choose to use my depression and anxiety to make others happy. Because personally, that is the cure. Pray for me. You know, you know, it just gets to me how like, damn, this it's so fucking hard to keep a job when you're creative. You know what I mean? I don't know if um, I don't know like if you experience this, but if you're creative, it's hard to, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to. Uh, maintain a job and that and I, I'm pretty sure you've seen it before on a survey or on a questionnaire would you consider yourself to be a creative and I believe the answer to that question is you're supposed to say you're supposed to be like disagree or like you know uh, whatever like uh, not like you or you know not you know basically you're supposed to choose the strong the strongest uh, and like indication that that's not who you are and the reason being is because like companies corporate whatever they don't like creatives want to know why (laughs) you want to know why they don't like people who are creative because they don't they people like corporate and business owners and yeah like you know your boss People that you work for, they don't like creatives because they like sheeple. They like those sheep people. People who are, you know, they're just like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, come on, you already know what sheep, you know, the sheep follow, right? Like, you know, I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. So, like, Sheep have a shepherd, and of course, the shepherd's the leader, and the sheep, the sheep, they obey the shepherd. So us creatives, we're not, we're not sheep. We're more, we're, we're like goats. You know, we do our own things. Why do you think they call like all like you know nowadays? Well, who, what do they call people if you're really good? They'd be like, you the goat, bruh. Right? You ever heard that term? You like... Has anyone ever called you a GOAT? I mean, the, the meaning behind it is the acronym. You know, of great, it's, it's the greatest of all time. If you, you know... If you're kind of... If you've been living under a rock or something. And you didn't know. <laughs> but yeah. Like, you know, they say like Kobe. Kobe Bryant's the GOAT. Or like... Uh, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Whatever. Basically, it's like... The greatest of all time. And so corporate or like, um, like, you know, business, uh, basically the lead, I guess I wouldn't say leaders because I think, I think a lot of CEOs nowadays are fucking, 
they're they, they're like full of themselves like you know what i mean they're like so full of themselves uh it's fucking it's it's funny that's why like uh you know how ever since ever since like i remember when i like when i first opened my business and, I, and then i put ceo i changed it so fast like after because i realized like a ceo it's not you know a ceo is not about it's like a lot of people use that title but that title honestly is a fuck it's a bad it's a fucked up title because there's a lot of ceos but there's no there's not a lot of uh true there's not a lot of uh empathetic leaders there's not a lot of chiefs you know what ceo stands for obviously chief executive officer right there's just there's there's this uh this quote uh that uh one of my one of my um old managers used to tell me when i worked at this uh vape this vape um warehouse and and that i guess in this warehouse like basically everybody thought they were the boss everybody thought they were the shit like you know everybody was micromanaging everybody's like i'm the fucking leader you listen to me but so like it got fucking it gets you know it gets fucking crazy because you're just like i don't even know who the fuck who the fuck to listen to one person like fucking asked me to do this and then now uh apparently i ain't doing my fucking job like what the fuck so i don't fuck with that shit like i'll tell you that i don't fuck with micromanaging like that's one thing i i don't i don't fuck around with i don't i don't like if basically it's like it's like to, it's like this if you don't pay me i don't i don't fucking work for you that's the way i see it and i'm not trying to be like oh he's rebellious or oh he's he's like one of those like employees that doesn't listen it's like it's no it's not it's fucking true if you're not if you're not paying me don't fucking tell me what to do i do what the fuck i want i do what i do what the fuck like you know what i mean if, if if my job tells me I gotta do this, then that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. If my job does, if it's not in my job description, what the fuck? You don't don't fucking don't fucking tell me to do that shit, cause I ain't gonna do it. I'm telling you, like people, man, <laughs> people will take will fucking take advantage of you. And if you don't fucking stand up for yourself, or if you don't fucking like. You know, you don't make a statement somehow. Like, try not to do it violently, of course. But you gotta make a statement. You know, like today when I was at work, I was like, "Shit, they want to treat me. They want to. They want to give me dirty work. All right, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have some fun out of it. You know what I mean? So you want to send me down? Do you want to send me down to go pick up, fucking like a bunch of weight and shit? Like you know, like do do dumb shit that we don't need to be fucking doing, just because." Just because there's no there's no there's no other thing to do, so you want to work you want to work my ass, and because I'm fucking new, it's like fuck you, you know what I mean? It's like I ain't desperate, bro. Like I ain't fucking forty years old, fucking working in this job, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, I I understand like if you're if you're like you know probably like my age, and then like you over here, you know you're just trying to you know you're just trying to work, trying to get a job. But if you're fucking almost 40, what the fuck are you doing in this kind of fucking job? Why don't you go fucking get... Why don't you go downstairs and go get the fucking... Whatever whatever the fuck we need. You know what I mean? Like, you, what about when I wasn't here? Who the fuck did it? You get what I'm saying? 
like that's there's like a lot of shit you gotta think about when when you take jobs. It's like one question you you gotta ask the person who's interviewing is. Do you feel hopeless, withdrawn from life, work, or your family? Do you feel as if you're being a burden to everyone around you or that there's no reason to live? If these are your thoughts, we want you to know that there's help. Understanding the warning signs of suicide and resources available to you could save your life. Suicide is preventable, and SAVE can help. To learn more about suicide prevention, visit SAVE.org. Why did why did this job open up? And that's a good that that's a good question that you should always ask in the interview because um, that's gonna put the interviewer like at a fucking like you know like most of the time they don't they don't have an answer because they don't want to tell the truth and that's how and that's when you should know that's when you should like really really know if you should take that job offer or not you know what I mean like because think about it. Why did why did this job open up? You know, are you gonna or did it, did they just stumble upon your fucking resume and then they thought like, oh, this guy is the shit. I'm gonna fucking hit him up, and then maybe you're gonna be, you know, maybe we got you. Nah, all that shit's planned out. You know what I mean? You got two seconds to get their attention on the CV. If they if you don't catch their attention in that two seconds. That CV is getting thrown out because think about how many people apply. So it's like this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, I asked. I even. I even asked the person who's interviewing me. I was like, uh, "Okay, I have uh, two questions." And you know, my my first question was, "Why did the, why is this position open, or why how did this position open?" And that's because you want to know like if it's that's that's how that, that that opens up room to let you know where you stand. Like, are you gonna be there temporarily? Are you know, is business picking up? So like, they need more. They need more uh, manpower. Um, did some? Do uh? Do they constantly keep? Um, you know, do, do people keep quitting that job? You know what I mean? Like, like you know, um, you know, if they say like somebody left, um, you know what I mean? Like, or somebody got promoted, and you so you gotta think about it. Like, you get and you you know. Um, one thing that people don't understand, in the, or they don't remember that in the interview, you're also interviewing the interviewer. Don't forget that. Like, don't don't be all up in front in front of the fucking mirror. Like, oh, I know, like you know, trying to trying to be like, um, you know, it's not good to do that. Like, you don't focus on too much on yourself in the fucking interview. You get what I mean? Like, you know how we're attacking anxiety. You know, that's what we do on this podcast. So you don't. You don't like focus on yourself too much. I mean, make yourself look good. Do the you know, you know, do what you gotta do to make yourself look good. But don't forget that like you're also the one who's interviewing, right? Because just because you're being interviewed doesn't mean doesn't mean that you know there's that the interviewer is the only one interviewing. You gotta remember that you're interviewing too, and you gotta make the right decision. Like why the why is this, why like why me? You know what I mean? Think about it. Why me? Why, like, think about how many people probably apply for the same job that you apply for. So you got to know why you, you know? And if the interviewer doesn't have, a, doesn't, have, doesn't have an answer, then you should know not to take that job. You know, there's, there has to be something that they saw in you. And if maybe they're not transparent, maybe 
you know, maybe you're the, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're the most qualified. There's so many reasons. But what I'm trying to tell you is that, be, you know, be very careful in the decisions you make when it comes to taking a job offer. And um, don't forget that, you know, don't forget that companies want sheep. They want the people who don't talk back. They want the people who just, you know, who can work the most for the least amount of money. And I say that because I know this shit. Because I'm, I have my own, you know what I mean? Like, I have my own little thing going on. And I'm not going to lie, like, you know what I mean? Like, who do I hire? Like, you know what I mean? Who do I hire? I hire people on Fiverr for five bucks. Because... Why? Because I can't afford to fucking hire somebody full, for a full-time job. You know what I mean? I can't. I'm not. I don't even have that much pull yet. So you gotta think about it. Like a lot of people don't realize that shit. Like they they want the sheeple. They want. They don't want creatives because creatives think of think of ways. They think creative people are thinkers, which means that you're like there's a possibility that this person being the creative that. He or she is can ruin my company because of their creativeness, because of their their um, because of uh, their inability to to be basically to just follow and obey without you know without being you know basically without question. But fuck that shit. Uh, you should question everything. You know what I mean? Why why the fuck did you hire me? Why what the fuck you know you know everything. Question every single thing about about like your position. I'm not trying, you know. I'm not trying to get job advice because you know, obviously, I'm. It's this is day. This is only day. This is day four, and I walked out of that bitch five minutes before I, the job was gone. Like five minutes before the bell rung, I walked out that bitch, and then even at the same time, like sorry, it's probably noise because of the seatbelt, but. <laughs> yeah, like I, I straight up like you know, I straight up, <laughs> like I, I bullshitted today because I was like, you guys want to treat me like shit, you know what I mean? You guys want to talk all, you know, basically it's like that. It's like you guys want to talk all around me, you know, and and act like, you know, like act like you guys ain't talking shit about me, and you know what I mean? Like come on now, like I grew up in California. I grew up in fucking Hawthorne, California. You don't think I fucking know a little bit of Spanish? Shit, my ex used my my ex used to cuss me out in Spanish. My ex used to talk shit about me in Spanish because my my ex like she 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 lived with me, so like there was times when I knew I didn't even understand what the fuck she was saying, but I knew I was in trouble. You know what I mean? I knew like and then there was times when she would say shit, and I I'm like, I'm like I don't know what the, I don't even know what the fuck you said, but I know you're mad at me, so it's like. Or I know you're talking shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, this, this shit is funny. This shit is funny. I'm telling you that. Man, don't don't bust your balls for a job. You know, as, as we're talking about, like, you know, attacking anxiety. If a job is giving you anxiety, don't fucking bust your balls. For a fucking job that doesn't give a fuck about you. And you want to know 
Do you want to know the secret of um of knowing if a job gives a fuck about you? The secret is two words. There's two words, okay? I'm going to give it to you. At will. Get me? At will. Those are the two key words that will tell you if a job or a company gives a fuck about you. And I don't know, you're going to be like, well, every company I worked for was at will. Maybe. Exactly. Every job that you worked for didn't give a fuck about you or doesn't give a fuck about you. Because save some, you know, for some reason, like, you know, you lost your fucking, you know, like, you know, hypothetically, you lost your fucking leg or something in an accident. Do you think? And then your job, you know, your job, your your job, you, you need to walk. Do you think they give a fuck? Do you, and let me ask you, do you think do you think the story ends there? Like like is the story gonna be like, oh fuck, you know, we're done? No. They're gonna replace your ass because you're fucking replaceable. I'm fucking replaceable. We're all fucking re- irreplaceable. So you know, as I as I end this as I end this part of the podcast. You know, if work is giving you anxiety, and you already know, what do we do? We attack anxiety. Don't put yourself in a position where, like, you know, you're getting getting your bills paid and stuff, and, you know, but find a better opportunity before you, you know, you bust out that bitch. You know what I mean? Same thing. Find a, I mean, if you, honestly... If you got enough money saved up, then fuck it. Leave that shit. Or if you got you leave that yeah, don't don't fucking stay somewhere where that don't stay at a job that gives you anxiety. And I mean like anxiety as in like when you get home, like for some reason like you know, like that like work is still with you. If that's like a huge ass sign, that's a huge sign that you should not fucking be at that job like if you're at a job and you're you're at home and you're thinking about you're thinking about your job you should you should that job is not that job is bad i mean don't get me wrong there's certain there's certain like you know professions where like you know you gotta take it home with you all right don't get me wrong like you know when i when i was working at the mental uh you know the mental health facility. I definitely took my I took my work home with me. As in, as in not not as in like I stole something, but like as in like, as in like you know, the stress. You know the stress that you think about that. You know that you went. You know there's some traumatic shit that happens during the day, and you do bring that home with you. You know all these energies. You bring it home with you. You know what I mean, like. I had a bad day at work, right? So, like, I'm outside my house right now. There's a possibility because of this bad energy that I have that I might bring it home. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not the type of person that that believes in all that kind of, you know, uh, I guess, like, yeah, like, the supernatural stuff about it. I just think about it like, like, it's, like, it's natural. Like, you know what I mean? Like, bad energy you know it's just it 
it's just bad. Like, you know, you bring it home with you. And that's why, like, I'm here, like, I'm letting it out on this podcast. So I'm sorry if I, if I, um, you know, I'm sorry if I'm like, <laughs> basically, if I'm like, you know, if you're the, if you're the person that is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, like, if you're the person that's getting it. Stations, the following is a news announcement. Suggested lead in three, two, one. More than 2 million service members have bravely served in the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts. The Real Warriors campaign offers tools and resources for service members who may be experiencing invisible wounds. During National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, the campaign encourages warriors and families coping with invisible wounds to reach out for support. Army Major Jeff Hall coped with thoughts of suicide until his commanding officer helped him get care for post-traumatic stress, support that helped him maintain a successful military career. My PTSD actually snuck up and grabbed hold of me without me knowing it. I do believe it can be defeated. However, I do believe that you can't do it on your own. I did ignore it and it came back to me tenfold. Don't be afraid to come forward if you need any help. Learn more by visiting www.realwarriors.net or calling 1-866-966-1020. <laughs> That's just the way it is. You know, I can't you know, you can't control people. You can't, you can't force people to like you. You can't, you know, you can't um, please everybody. All you can do is control yourself and do your, like, you know, do what you can do. If they don't fucking, if nobody, if they don't like the way you work, fuck them. You, you know what I mean? Are they the ones fucking, are they the ones, if they don't, just think about it like this. If you don't, you know, if, if you want something done right, then do it yourself. Why'd you guys hire me? Think about it. Like, if if I'm slowing you, you guys down, then why the fuck? Uh, why the fuck did you guys hire somebody? If you guys were doing, like, it's like obvious. Like, put it this way, it's so fucking obvious, you know, that you guys needed somebody, right? And then if for them to, for anybody to like try to say like, like you're slowing them down, especially when it's like, especially like if you're, it's like you're on your fourth, your fourth day of work. You know what I mean? And, you know, mind being, you know what I mean? Like, you're still learning. You gotta think about that shit. Like, a lot of people don't fucking think, you know? I think, I think, you know, for me, honestly, I think the highest currency, the highest currency in today's, in today's um economy, like work economy, is the ability to have empathy. You know, I, you know, like, Gary Vee, you know, he talks a lot about empathy, right? And but he, he, his um, his um, what well, what he says is the highest currency in today's market is is having um, uh, what is it? Emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is what he calls it, and that's that's uh that you know that's a broad, it's very broad. You know that means that means many things, but empathy is basically the source of it. And the reason is because, like, people, like, people, like, a lot of people don't have empathy. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't give a shit. A lot of people don't give a fuck. And, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's not anybody's fault. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Everybody got their own life. Everybody's been through their own shit. You know what I mean? You got, you can't blame people. Because, you know what? At the same time, do I give a fuck about them? Of course not. So think about it. You know what I mean? Like, 
we're, we live in, a, in a, an economy that's like, I don't give a fuck about you. Because if I gave a fuck about you, I would call you and ask if you're doing okay. You know what I mean? Like, like think about it. Like, think about how, you know, that's why, like, I, I love, I love, like, uh, CEOs like Gary Vee. He, you know, Gary Vee, he, like, he, like, has changed the game for what, for what a CEO is, um, like, should be like. You know what I mean? Like, even though he has a, you know, freaking big ass, like, a huge business, he still spends, like, he still spends three minutes a day talking to each, to each, um, you know, to, you know what I mean? He, he has, he has, like, um, not daily, I think it's, if it's not weekly, you know, I know he has, like, monthly, he meets with every single employee. And think about that. Like, how many employers, CEOs do you think, um, sit down alone with every employee once a month to see where they're going. There's not that many fucking CEOs like that. And, you know, like, think about this. Gary Vee even even has a job, like, in his office. He has, like, a, he has, like, a job board. Um, basically, like, for, if, if you're looking for, let's say, like, you're looking for yeah, like, like who? What kind of employer posts jobs like opening openings at at other companies? Do you see what I mean? What what that what that is saying is that Gary, like Gary V, understands that like people need money, people need jobs, and that sometimes like you can, sometimes sometimes you're just not a fit. You know what I mean? Or sometimes that there's people who are just not fit for the fucking job. You know, you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like, if you're, he's, he's like, basically at this, he has, he's at this, like, emotional intelligence, like, um, if, you know, if you're not a good fit for our company, then, you know, you're going to do well somewhere else. So he's, like, saying, like, like, as a leader, you know, like, like, as a leader, you, you know, you will, like, he wants to be, he wants to, you know, assure he wants to assure that like you're taken care of even if it means being away from his leadership. That is the key source of everything. Like what kind of see like what kind of CEO um is like that if you think about it. That like if you like they care about you so much to the point that like they want they they want to get you a job and they want to make sure you have work before they leave before you you know before they leave. You know, but I mean, before you leave the company, they want to make sure that you're taken care of, that you're not going to uh, go through, like, pain and struggles and shit like that. Because that's what a true leader is. You know, all this bullshit that you're a leader because of your title, because you started something, that ain't leadership, bro. That's That, that means you're a startup manager. That's what it is. But you ain't no chief. Because... You know, nowadays there's there's too many chiefs, but not enough Indians. You know what I mean? Too many chiefs, too many too many people being the boss. We need some Indians first. We need some followers first. We need people who know how to be a better servant, because that's truly the source and the key to the key. Honestly, the key to leadership is serve is being a servant. When 
when you see when you're when you see these CEOs that act as if like like you know they need to be served that's not that's not a leader for you that's what you call a boss that's what you call a motherfucker that doesn't give a fuck about you so if you you know if you're you're looking for fulfillment if you're looking for you know a place that you you want to work and you want to feel like you make a difference and you want to feel like you know, you want you basically want to change the culture. Up. The only pl- the only thing is to start your own business, and read a lot of books. You know what I mean? Le- uh, you know, read up a lot of books ab- about um Simon Sinek. Uh, I mean, re- not about him, but by him. Definitely read books by Gary V. It's crazy. Like one more, one last story of leadership that I'll tell you about, and then you probably you probably heard about it. It's from Simon Sinek. And remember, if you know if you haven't heard it, Simon Sinek said, Leader, "Leaders eat last." And you know we 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 come from a cult. We come from like different cultures. You know some cultures. Um, I remember my friend, my friend Rob. He told me like in his culture, in Samoan culture, actually it's the it's the children who make dinner and, and you know meals for the for the parents before they so before they you know prepare. It's the kids who set everything up and make sure the table is nice, and so that you know so that when when you know when mom and dad get home or when mom and dad are ready, like you know the food's ready. That's how that's how he grew up. You know, but that's their culture. That's different. You know, you know. I mean, what I'm saying is, um, in Simon Sinek's version of uh, "Leaders Eat Last," what he's saying is that, uh, cause it was something about an army, or something about yeah, something about like a army, or like a military. He said that in the military, like, um, I, I'm not sure if he's talking about our country or another country, but he was reading a book, and he's and he said that the that the leaders they eat last because you want to make sure that your followers are fed right so when you translate that in, in terms of like of um today they you know in in um uh temp what's it contemporary it's like this my workers are going to get taken care of even if it's at the cost of my health, at the cost of my money, you know, of, at the cost of, you know, my, it's on my dollar, on my money, that, like, that doesn't matter. What matters is that my followers, that my fighters, that my men, women, my, the people who, who go, who, the people who go to war for me, that they're, that they're taken care of. They're going to eat first. I'm going to eat last. That's what a leader should be like. Alright man. I'm out. I've been talking for way too long. It's getting hot in my car. But I had to let that out. So. When I get inside. It's nothing but good vibes. And. Same thing to you. Like honestly. 
don't you know don't go don't go don't bring your bad like sometimes you know we we you know we have bad habits you know but sometimes you gotta let your energy out before you go before you go show your face somewhere else you don't wanna you know you don't wanna try you don't wanna transmit the wrong energy to like you know someone who doesn't deserve it like your wife girlfriend boyfriend husband kids parents you know what i mean let your energy out attack your anxiety first and then don't let the anxiety attack you or attack others for more of these podcasts for more of these rants whatever these are <laughs> hit the subscribe button follow if you can make if you can sponsor this i will appreciate you cuz but i think by the time you click this i'm probably not going to have a job <laughs> so or i don't know i don't really care you know every everything always works out in the end it always does so i appreciate you you've been listening take care of yourself take care of your family and continue to attack anxiety god bless you